You're listening to another episode of Spooky Movies Live. We are in October, and so we're going to talk about some spooky movies. Not necessarily all horror movies. Most of them are going to be horror movies, but like... Today's movie is actually, surprisingly, more of a rom-com. We're going to talk about one of the... Uh, we're going to talk about the body horror Marvel property. We're going to talk about Venom 2 today. Venom Let There Be Carnage, featuring... Uh, Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson and like hold on guys this movie is really really good uh, I'm gonna just leave it at that and I'm gonna put on some M&M for you guys but before I do that I just want to let everybody know we try to avoid spoilers as much as we can we don't give away specific plot spoilers but we do kind of jump around and talk about different scenes in the movie if that like makes you think oh maybe I don't want to watch this maybe you don't want to listen to this until I've seen the movie then um, don't go see the movie, come back. We'll be here. Uh, but like I said, we try our very best not to spoil anything. So I think we did a good job, but so, you know, always hardest to judge yourself. So anyway, without further ado, here's Eminem's best song. I got a song filled with shit for the strong-willed When the world gives you a raw deal Sets you off till you Scream, piss off, screw you When it talks to you like you don't belong It tells you you're in the wrong field When something's in your mitochondria Cause it lasts on to you like Knock, knock, let the devil in Manevolent as I've ever been Head is spinning, this medicine Screaming, dick, 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 medicine It dick, dick, like a salad bowl Let your Allen pole bedridden Should've been dead a long time ago Liquid Tylenol, gelatin Sneak my skeletons melting Wicked, I get all high When I think I smell the scent of elephant Manure, hell, I'm in Kahlua Screw it to hell with it I went through hell with accelerants And blew up m m myself again Volkswagen, tailspin Bucket matches my pal skin I shouldn't have said that. I should have said Scary Movies Live, because we're in October. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about scary movies this month. Almost exclusively, except for James Bond. So, today, we're going to kind of start off... We, we technically started off last week, but last week was like a weird indie art horror. This is like a, a big mainstream horror movie, except it's not really a horror movie. This is a superhero movie we're going to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about Venom... Let There Be Carnage, because it's not called Venom 2. Yeah, very non-subtle title, if I might add. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who the villain of this could be. Yeah, especially because they say... Well, is that a spoiler? They, they say the title of the movie in the movie. It's pretty funny how many times they say Carnage in this movie. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's technically one of the names of the characters, but, like... They say Carnage a lot without referring to the character. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they weren't shy about it. No, not at all. Just coincidentally, it's one of Cletus Cassidy's favorite words. So, yeah. Pierre, 
I think you might have recently rewatched at least part of the first Venom. You wanna mm-hmm. you wanna tell me a little bit about that? Because I did watch it, but I saw it once in theaters and then I saw bits and pieces afterwards. So like it is not very fresh in my memory going into this movie. All I remember I remember it's what? The the Elon Musk S character played by the guy from <laughs> Rogue One. I can't and uh the sound of metal. Riz Ahmed? Yeah. Riz Ahmed is experimenting on people with symbiotes. Uh, which are aliens that need humans to survive, at least on Earth. And then uh, and then what happens? And Tom Hardy's investigating, and then he gets assaulted by Venom. Or not assaulted, but like Venom takes over his body. And then uh, Riz Ahmed's character is tracking him down for the rest of the movie until it's like a, there's a climactic fight between uh, Venom after him and Tom Hardy bond and... Uh, Elon Musk guy who uh, bonds with another symbiote. I can't remember why exactly they bonded, but um, yeah. It's oh, and be- it was because they wanted to. He wanted to go to space or whatever. No, the the one of the symbiotes bonded with the Elon Musk guy because he wanted to bring his race to Earth with a rocket, uh, and take over yeah. the world through symbiote invasion. Right. So yeah, and it wasn't a great movie. If I'm gonna be honest, I just remember enjoying it because of the camp the surprising chemistry between eddie brock's tom or tom hardy's eddie brock and venom also played by tom hardy talking to each other throughout the movie and it was by far the most interesting thing about it because it's it's i guess it's a relationship that i never imagined like because i don't think we ever see it like that in the comics right it's kind of different than the comics i'm not really sure because i don't know the venom comics a lot very well because he was introduced in the 90s but like there's been a lot of venom lore since then yeah it might have changed a lot i just remember like from what i've seen of venom and like spider-man shows and and the movie uh it like the symbiote doesn't really have a personality it just kind of enhances the the aggressive traits of the host right which in the other cases were peter and eddie brock in the in the show right but this is like Mm -hmm. full-on two completely separate personalities in one body that are trying to have a relationship right which was really cool in the first movie and i think they realized that because in this movie they it's the whole basis of the storyline if that makes sense yeah so they focused on their strong points which i really appreciate and what made it unique yeah, I was just going to say, as you were recounting the uh, the events of Venom 1, I was just thinking, like, I guess it kind of makes sense because Venom is a Marvel character, but this has a lot in common with MCU movies, these two. Unlike yeah. in the first one, especially, you know, humor where it doesn't necessarily fit. It's, it's got a lot of the bad things of MCU movies. Humor where it doesn't necessarily fit. Like a big monster fight at the end that's not super impressive, but it looks, but it, it probably took a lot of work to like Mm. cgi the whole thing yeah and like a generally forgettable villain but then this movie has like a lot in common with a lot of the better marvel movies and we'll talk about it a little more at length and pretty shortly because it actually reminds me very very much of one of my favorite of one of my favorite movies but uh we'll get there Mm. should i uh i was just about to but i think i may have cut you off before you did did you want to sum up the plot of this movie or do you want me to do it uh i can Quickly, it's okay. it's basically the movie starts with a little backstory of Cletus Cassidy, who was a serial killer and obviously the main villain of the story. 
Um, and he's kind of intertwined with, he's fascinated with Eddie Brock and Eddie Brock's been interviewing him as seen at the end of the last Venom movie uh, mm-hmm. in the post credit scene. And uh, I don't know, basically like the, I'd say the main storyline is just, uh, we see Eddie Brock is struggling with having Venom inhabit in his body, if that makes sense, after all this time. And uh, and just balancing his life out, I guess. And uh, it kind of plays a lot like a, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to say like a rom-com, but like, it, it's it's just like, you know, two people, it's like a relationship thing. Two people are unsatisfied with each other. And then they they get they the the second act is them having space from each other and then you know how, how do those usually go basically so oh and then cletus cassidy obviously becomes carnage by mm-hmm. biting eddie that's in the trailer so i think that's okay to say um oh, yeah. yeah and then they fight i i would say that honestly carnage has a relatively small role in the movie like in terms of actually like this could have been any villain this didn't have to be carnage if that makes sense I think it worked really well that it was Carnage because I think mm. Carnage was handled very well. But you're mm. right. He's not the main part of the story. No. The main conflict is just Eddie and Venom learning to appreciate each other. Because I remember at the start of the movie, I was kind of concerned that they were going to stick with this whole... Because it felt like in the first one, Venom was literally just using Eddie to survive. Like, Eddie wasn't special, right? But then this movie mm-hmm. shows you why they are a symbiosis is because they they do need each other and that like venom couldn't do this with anyone else if that makes sense um and eddie couldn't live his life with anyone else too that makes sense Mm -hmm. i thought what was interesting in this is like in the first one they say you know they say the word symbiote a lot and i can't remember how they say it but i remember people online got really upset at how they saw it sex symbiote (laughs) yeah whatever it was but like in this one they actually use what that word means. Like there's a very important part of the movie. Like, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. Part of the reason that Cletus Cassidy and Carnage, like one of their weaknesses is that they don't work together at all. They are, they do not have a symbiotic relationship. Whereas Mm. Venom and Tom Hardy, uh, Venom and Eddie Brock really do. Like they need each other and they work well together. And, like, this movie starts setting that up right from the beginning because uh, right at the beginning, like, we see right away exactly what Venom does for Eddie Brock because Venom is, like, an extra set of eyes. Yeah, he's got a fantastic photographic memory. So, like, he helps Eddie Brock be a better journalist. But then Mm. later on, when we see Venom alone, like, he keeps killing his hosts because none of them can put up with him. Did they all die? I don't know if they don't died. Know if they they, they kind of leave it ambiguous. Yeah. Which I like because I, I guess they never show. I don't know if it's because it's for PG-13 reasons or just to make Venom more likable. It, he, it looks like he's grown a lot in this movie. Like he, he actually does not. Like he wants to kill people. But he actually listens to Eddie in terms of he knows it's not the right thing to do. And he's like growing a moral conscious, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which was really cool to see. Especially like because Venom has his kind of own own subplot in the movie where where he's on his own right and that was actually really cool like that there's a scene where he's in the in the club and it's honestly it's 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 a really cute scene because you get to see venom living life like a normal person like as normal as you can get right yeah well i mean without eddie yeah but it was just cool because like he oh man it honestly made me like he really missed eddie the whole time right 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's like he was having fun. It was like he did the classic like there was some like classic like breakup tropes, I guess, um, that you might see in other movies. But like it, it was just really cute to see how how much they had grown, I guess, and that like Venom, Ven- like because it wasn't even like a survival thing. It was like Venom didn't. I mean, Venom, I don't think could survive that long without Eddie, technically, right? But also, like, he he really enjoyed Eddie in terms of like he was lonely without him, if that makes sense. And he and yeah. he liked he liked the attention Eddie gave him because, like, they care about each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, on like just a physical level, they both do have ben- They both do provide the other one with benefits. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like more importantly, they also kind of liked each other and were friends. Mm-hmm. And potentially more. This movie leaves it ambiguous because it's a big budget superhero movie that has to play in China. But mm-hmm. that that I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that. we're gonna get banned in China, dude. I'm I did not see that angle about it, but I feel like there is gonna be a lot of fanfic that maybe does see that angle. So um if you want that, you can probably find that somewhere. But and that was definitely the strength of this movie, is that and that's why because you can't find another any, I can't think of any other movie that, that is able to play with a relationship like this. Like, there's that fight scene between Eddie and Venom where it's like he's fighting himself. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so it's so funny and, like, raw because, like, it's just, like, two best friends fighting, right? But also one of them yeah. inside the other's body and, like, one can instantly heal the other. And so, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, stuff like that just really, really got to me because... Um, yeah, I enjoy it, especially like because Tom Hardy fucking nails it really, really well. This man, there's a couple scenes I noticed he was a little awkward, but I think that might be the point of the character he's trying to build too. But he's so just, he's extremely charismatic without being charismatic, if that makes sense. Because I don't really like mm-hmm. Eddie Brock, but like, I also like watching him. Yeah, he's a really awkward character, but like, he's awkward by design and pulled off really well, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. That makes sense. And also, like, I just love how he's just blatantly, like, a loser. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, him and Ben. I think it's just funny that, like, in this movie, they double down on, like, the... He's not getting the girl. He's not... He's not... Well, I guess he technically succeeds in his career, but we don't really see any of that, like, on paper. Right. Um, He has no friends. He has no social life. Um, And we... He's kind of bullied by Venom sometimes, right? But then Eddie bullies him back too because Venom's also a loser. And that's yeah. I think that's really funny. This movie has like a kind of a lot of weird angles to it, but like one thing that I liked is I mean it reminded me a lot of um it reminded me a lot of one of my favorite movies, Spider-Man 2, because in the first one like mm-hmm. we see, you know, how he becomes Venom or whatever. Like he gets the Venom symbiote. And then in this movie, he uh, has like a crisis of conscience and says, maybe I shouldn't be Venom climbing those walls anymore. So he like throws Venom out and then he yeah. realizes by the end of the movie that like he's got to, you know, he's got to be Venom again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I mean, that simplifies it, but like that's one of the things there is it reminds me of the Spider-Man No More storyline in Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2. It's a pretty simple plot, but when it's pulled off well, it's done, it, it, it works. Mm-hmm. And this isn't exactly the same either. Like this actually does... This is a really interesting take on it because, as you already pointed out, it has the extra relationship angle in there. And also, Mm -hmm. what we haven't yet talked about, but I'm going to awkwardly segue into, this movie is also kind of a horror movie. 
um, because mm-hmm. of Woody Harrelson's character. The Woody Harrelson's carnage is probably the most intentionally scary Spider-Man villain on in film yet. I don't know if yeah. he's necessarily the most scary, but like he's the most intentionally scary, and it's pulled off pretty well. Woody yeah. Harrelson is actually really frightening when he needs to be in this movie. He was, yeah. He felt like a truly unstoppable force, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really built up Carnage, especially after watching like the recent Marvel movie offerings, where like I think a lot of the villains, like I said, in Shang Chi, Black Widow, kind of as well. All the villains just feel really disneyfied and weak and like mm-hmm. you don't really see like on-screen killings anymore i i mean they've made it pg but there was a lot of murder in this and he was very brutally there's a scene where carnage kills a priest because he just wa- doesn't need the priest anymore yeah and, and it's just kind kill- of out of nowhere yeah there's and there's a lot of other like very relatively graphic i guess murders um by him and uh, I don't. I just like because I don't usually care about. But it was just very. This sounds really stupid, but it felt really refreshing seeing such a raw, true like felt truly threatening villain. As in, like mm-hmm. you don't know what he could do, right? I'm tired of like like in Shang Chi, like the tasers and stuff from a terrorist organization. Like this is yeah. this feels like a threat, even though I didn't. I don't think I didn't care about Carnage that much as a character. It's I still felt scared when I saw him on screen a bit. Yeah, because, like, his powers were ill-defined, but not ill-defined in the way of, like, you... I mean, you had no idea what he could do, but it's like, you could kind of imagine it, and the first thing we see is him specifically not getting killed by every gun in the building. So, yeah, like, he, can't, he can't die, and he can just kill people, like, in a second. Mm-hmm. So he is a real threatening force, and, like, they gave him very smart weaknesses, I think. Because the weaknesses were, like, they weren't tough to figure out, but you really mm-hmm. had to work to figure out how to 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 figure out how the characters were going to exploit those, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, um, it's really cool because um, the relationship angle is mirrored with Carnage. Like, it's not like a one-to-one parallel or anything, but Woody Harrelson's character, Cletus Cassidy, like, his entire motivation is that he wants to marry his girlfriend. And like, mm-hmm. so he, he escapes prison and then he goes and finds his girlfriend who is a mutant apparently who can like scream really loud. And then like yeah. they go to, they together start wreaking havoc and yeah. um, together they're a huge threat, but together uh, it's also really smart to make his girlfriend someone who's just screams really loud because as we even established in the last movie, but we established multiple times here, the symbiotes do not like sound. Yeah, that that's it feels a little cliche that they're doing it again, but I mean like how else were well, But in the last one it was fire and this one it's sound, right? So like it Uh well didn't didn't sound play a part of it too though, because they were by the rocket. Like it was fire, but yeah, yeah, the sound I mean, of the I mean, rocket just, also affected it. Yeah. I mean sound and fire are the weaknesses. Like other than that, these creatures are basically invincible. So like you yeah. got two things to work with. Yeah. You just have to use them in different ways. Yeah. I did enjoy also how they made Carnage much more... Because they... I didn't like the first one because, like, Toxin... I think it was... I think it was Toxin, Toxin versus Venom was just, like, felt really dumb to me because it was just... It was the kind of the same thing. Two people with the exact same powers were fighting, but Toxin was just a little bigger. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, whereas this one, obviously, it's a little similar because they are both symbiotes. Um, but Carnage's, Carnage graphically, his powers, he performed them a lot differently, if that makes sense. Like, he, he could shoot yeah. knives out of his hands, and he was much more <laughs> tense, like, he... Use much more tentacle stuff, and yeah, we got to see a lot of Woody Harrelson's fleshy appendages in this. Yeah, stuff like that. So, like, it it, it made it graphically interesting because you could easily identify the difference in like their fighting styles. If that makes sense, like Venom was much more mm -hmm. raw and physical. Venom or Carnage was more tricky. If that makes sense. So, and that reflected in their characters too. I think maybe, mm -hmm. or maybe I'm reading too much into that. But yeah, no, no, I definitely agree. So yeah. Oh, do you want to talk? I really like the love angle in this with Michelle Williams and the other guy. I can't remember his name. His name's Dan in the I mean, movie. At this point, we've essentially established Venom 2 is a rom-com. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's talk more about the rom-com elements. Um, well, no, I, I just liked how it felt really cool that we had a... Um, a relation, he had a relationship with a character that he loved, Tom Tom Hardy's character with Michelle Williams, mm -hmm. and that he loves her, but he can't be with her, I guess, because of Venom, basically. And a, a lot of, I guess, just because he's he doesn't have his life together, and mm -hmm. she doesn't love him back, basically. But it was just so cool to see them still supporting each other and caring about each other without, like, being, like, like having to be together, if that makes sense. Um, and I loved how uh, even Dan, the guy that's marrying the girl he loves, is kind of like they they also not they don't care they don't like they're not friends but like oh they kind of by the end they they kind of like each other too I don't know um, but I I just liked how it wasn't because in the first one that bothered me that like Dan was kind of a loser or no Dan was kind of seen as like a nerd and that like Michelle Williams was set up to end up with. Tom Hardy or Eddie Brock mm -hmm. and it just felt like really cliche um, but this felt a lot more emotionally mature if that makes sense where they're still part of each other's lives and they care about each other but they don't need to be together and it was also I gotta say more emotionally mature without sacrificing too much from that first movie like Dan Dan uh, is a character played by Reed Scott that's that's the actor's name by the way mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, Dan was still kind of a loser in this, and he's not—he's he, fun, but like he clearly, him and him and Eddie definitely don't get along at the very least. Yeah, and like he's still kind of portrayed as a dope, but also it makes sense here because we're literally only seeing him interacting with aliens, and he's like a doctor—he doesn't yeah. do anything with aliens. So of course he's a dope because he's helping the best he can, but yeah. You can't do much. Yeah. No, but... It makes a lot of sense here. They, I love how they actually... He has a part in the climax of the movie. And I thought it was... Yeah. I thought it was actually really heartwarming. Because he... It's like he had his own character arc where he grew to be less scared of the aliens. He grew to actually interact. And to interact with them. And then Eddie Brock kind of grew to care... Eddie Brock and Venom kind of both grew to care about him in a weird way, if that makes sense, too. Mm -hmm. um, which I really... Because, again, that that feels like mature people interacting and not very uncliche. It reminded me a lot of uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, uh, the Ant-Man uh, character or movies where uh, he's, he, uh, he's kind of friends with um, his ex-wife's husband, uh, mm -hmm. who's, who's a cop, uh, even though that he was trying to arrest him at, in the, at first. And he was kind of like a soft villain in the first movie. So 
Um, stuff like that I really like. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything you didn't like about Venom at all? You mean about this whole movie? Yeah, because we've just been praising really it this sure. whole time, actually. Yeah, like, but I it, don't think it's a... It's not really a perfect movie. I thought it was short, but that didn't bother me because this movie it has, like... This movie does a lot really well in a very short amount of time, which, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, people who have listened to our podcast for long enough will know... I really like it when movies do a lot really well in a short amount of time. Like, you know, way back when I said I didn't re- like The Departed on a rewatch because it's just Infernal Affairs, but twice as long. Yeah. And like this movie, I mean, by the time they got to the climax, I didn't even realize they were at the climax because I'm so used to watching two and a half hour movies now that I'm mm. like, <laughs> well, clearly they're going to encounter them and Carnage is going to go, I guess you'll see, I'll see you next time, Venom, and run away with his girl or something. Yeah. And like, no, they they just encounter each other and do their big fight, and the fight means a lot. Like there's a lot going on in that fight, and it's well more even than well choreographed. It's like a well um it's a well written fight scene where everything from the whole movie pays off mm-hmm. and then the movie's over. And so yeah. like it's it's a really fast paced movie that does a little bit of horror really well, a little bit of rom com really well, a little bit of Spider Man two really well, and then a really good fight scene. So like, yeah, I I don't know what to I actually don't know what to complain about in this movie. Yeah, I will see. Yeah, the pacing. I remember being worried because I saw the the movie looked a little short. It's like what an hour forty I think total. Um, without credits, it's like an hour, like an hour 30. thirty. Maybe hour yeah. thirty-five. But I like I actually had to pee before I walked into the movie. I was just I was just like, all right, at the next boring scene, I'll get up and go to the washroom. I didn't leave until the end, till the start of the third act. And I was really because I came back and it's like I missed a lot too when I was gone. That's the mm-hmm. sign of a really well-paced movie. I remember. I I feel bad. Shang Chi's the last like, Marvel like I guess superhero movie I watched. So like I'm comparing it to that a lot. But like there was multiple times I could have peed in Shang Chi and not missed anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, this, if you miss five minutes, like I, like you you would have missed a lot. I feel um, like if you miss five minutes, you miss an entire plot point. Yeah. And the thing is, like, like, I, I didn't want to get up either. This wasn't just a, a boring thing. This was I was into the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything bad to say about this movie? Um, I mean, we, ju- we just at- you just asked me, and then we both praised it again for another. Yeah, right. Uh, I'd say a couple things are just. I guess some of the dialogues just really hard to listen to. But again, it's a Venom movie, so it's okay. Like, there's a lot of points where Venom says these really childish, like insults. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you could tell if it was rated R, they would have dubbed it out for something like more i guess r-rated and mature um, i was gonna say not really mature probably more immature but technically, oh yeah as far as ratings are concerned yeah mature. exactly um so sometimes that was weird i think i kind of wish cassidy got more or woody harrelson uh got more to do if that makes sense and like because again he was just kind of there as a foil to like a, a mm-hmm. reason for for venom and uh, Eddie to like rebond and realize why they need each other um, and kind of reflect their who they are but like I, I, I think it would have been more more interesting if we kind of started to under because we got a little bit of his backstory but it wasn't enough to like actually be interested in him if that makes sense um, the only other thing I guess is scream the scream streak the streak character shriek. 
really had nothing to do. And I kind of felt bad for the actress because I think it could have been potentially a lot more interesting of a role. It was a, yeah. But in the end, she was just more of a plot device for her voice. Which is a little bit of a shame because the actress did a really good job. And beyond (laughs) that, like, I thought that the potential for the Cletus Cassidy and Shriek plot line what there was as much potential there as for the Venom and Eddie Brock plot line. Mm. It's just like the movie definitely had to focus on one and I think it chose right. But mm. like, you know, Cletus Cassidy and Shriek is a really cool plot line that could have had way more development if they wanted it to and been yeah. even better. Yeah. But like, if they have to pick one, they picked right. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I guess it's it's fine because like, I, I didn't, I, I also didn't, I guess I didn't need more yeah, I just, I, I well, I guess I didn't need more, if that makes sense. It would have been nice yeah. to get more, but, like, I was still really happy. Yeah, actually, at the very, very end, Cletus Cassidy, I am, like, going out of my way to try and avoid spoilers here, but at the very end, Cletus Cassidy, like, chastises Eddie Brock for not just getting to know him because he just wanted him as a friend. And I'm like, okay, there's actually probably a lot there. On the other hand... I don't want to hear that story because I'm pro- I'm sure I've probably heard Cletus Cassidy's story a lot before anyway. A person mm-hmm. who was horribly abused and became a serial killer because of it. Cletus Cassidy, I'm pretty sure by design, at least like in his first couple of stories, I'm sure, a very cliche character. Mm-hmm. He exists because the guy who wrote him, who I believe was um, Todd McFarland, the guy who created... Cl- carnage he needed someone who was just the most despicable person he could find to give like someone even worse than eddie brock the symbiote just to see like what would happen when you give the worst possible person the symbiote so he made him like yeah so he invented this person who's a murderer who kills for fun and that's just it and like I'm sure he has a great backstory, especially now, 20 years, 20 to 30 years after his inception. I don't think it's that interesting, like, in a first appearance. Like, I don't actually need more, like you said. Yeah. I guess, yeah, the line at the end where he's like, I, I just wanted a friend, what... It felt... I felt... Honestly, Woody Harrelson really sold that line. I kind yeah, of bought it. I don't think that's a bad line. I think that's a really good line, and it completes his character. The mm-hmm. thing is... I don't actually want to know more of the story behind that line. I want yeah. him to, as he's like becoming no longer a character, whether he dies or lives, whatever. If he, it, like when he says, you know what? You just misunderstood me. If he can sell that, hell yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't actually did. want uh, to understand him, but if yeah. he can make me feel like I should have, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, honestly, that was Woody Harrelson did a great job. I don't usually like Woody Harrelson. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Andy Circus, I'd say, did a surprisingly good job here. Um, this I can't was great. Think of... And let's. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I mentioned earlier the fight scenes. The fight scenes were well written in addition to being well choreographed. And like, mm-hmm. that's where I think I feel Andy Circus's influence the most. Because mm-hmm. if people aren't familiar, if people aren't familiar with Andy Circus, he's well known as a like stage actor and as a movie actor but he's probably best known for all of his motion capture stuff like he did Gollum he was the monkey in Planet of the Apes who I guess isn't a monkey but I can't remember his name Caesar that's his name but like he's just famous for doing all sorts of motion capture stuff and directing motion capture 
which means like he's very good at physical directing or i guess that doesn't mean that but he is he's very good at physical directing so like i don't know how much of the fight scenes he physically choreographed um or and like how much someone else choreographed but when he's directing them it's like you don't want to look away from these fight scenes a lot of superhero movies they'll have fight scenes where like that's probably where you can get up and go to the bathroom because yeah, you yeah. Know, you've seen you've Pretty seen boring. Iron Man fight someone a million times, but like yeah. in this movie, uh, it's hard for me to describe because like I can't you know I can't describe all of the stuff that's going on in the big fight scene of Venom and Carnage, but like you're glued in, you want to see what's going on because tendrils are moving, people are like punching each other into walls in interesting ways. Venom and Carnage are both characters that have bodies that aren't fully solid so they're doing mm-hmm. all sorts of weird stuff there's a scene yeah. where like venom is passed through three different people to save a different guy it's yeah. very strange oh and it's and there's really, that really cool we even get some like like cletus cassidy versus eddie brock without the symbiotes fighting mm-hmm. because of some cool ways they choreographed it oh it was so good that last fight was really good yeah um Man, the more I, I feel like it's rare movie. on this show specifically that we talk about good fight scenes. And so like, yeah, I don't right, even right. have the vocabulary to describe it. The more I talk about this movie, the more I like it. So it's honestly pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've had that for a while. Uh, yeah. Well, what would you uh, rate this movie? I mean, honestly, I'm more interested to hear what you would rate this movie after saying the more you talk after, about it, the more you like it. After time, I was feeling a seven. I'm almost almost feeling like an eight right now 7.5 maybe i think is best um close to an eight though maybe like... i yeah i uh, i feel similarly i would give it a strong eight i don't know about mm-hmm. an 8.5 necessarily because but like i try to keep integers so a strong eight i don't it's yeah. not a nine but like it's 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 up there this is I like this a lot more than several than like a lot of other superhero movies. I don't think it eclipses like my absolute all-time favorite sim- superhero movies, but like it's up there. Personally, I think this is the best superhero movie I have seen this year. 100%. I mean, there's not that many. So, well, best best superhero property from this year, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I yeah, 7.75, I guess. Which is so weird, because coming out of the first Venom movie, I remember me and the guy that I was watching it with, like, I I have reevaluated this opinion going back, but, like, me and the guy I was watching it with when we went and saw it, we basically said, this was a waste of time. And, like, I've reevaluated that. The first movie is fine. It's it's not that good, but it's really entertaining. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. Yeah. And uh, this movie is legitimately good. Yeah. Agreed. And I never thought I'd say that about Venom 2. <laughs> of all things, like, this movie has been a meme for as long as it's been around. Like, since they announced it, I was like, oh, Venom 2, let there be carnage. Can we get another Eminem track? Yeah. And we, we can, actually. There's another Eminem track in this. Yeah. Oh, also the song, they had Lil Sims, who's a, who's a British artist in the movie, and she made a song for it. I really like the song. I think she's a really great artist coming up. So check her out. And I thought it was cool that she was in this movie. But yeah. Well, uh, quick shout out. So in actually building off of that, Pierre, I'm going to have you say the last word of the day. But what I want you to do is I want you to tell me, what are we going to end this podcast with? 
are we going to end it with the new Eminem song or Lil Sims? And here's your last word, Pierre. Sims. <laughs> In a world where the lovers are free, through the lies and the pain and deceit. See, glitter ain't always gold. They want war, but we came for the peace. Misfits in the belly get a beast. Get ready for the rally in the streets. Don't aim too high, they tell you. But above clouds we reach. I'm numb to the words they preach. We listen to the inner voice leading. Listen to the words I'm speaking. Always for the people till the day I stop breathing. Can't take back all the time we spent trying to make deep change in the world. How do you get them to understand where you're at when your pain isn't felt? It's a triumph. The bass ain't too loud for the room. We can never be silenced, Venom. My mind, if you ever heard what I heard in the night, what a fright. They wanna see us abandon the fight. We never die, we just multiply. Take all the rage you've been feeling aside. You couldn't handle this heat if you tried. City to city is different, but you and I have similar lives. I've got a plan as you come with me. There's minutes to go, I ain't watching the time. Love those are ringing, I'm ready to roll. Ain't no time to show when my seat don't recline. Ain't no apologies, I'm taking off and ain't nobody stopping me. You gonna do something or you just watching me? Only I know what the fate of my prophecy is. Yeah, I know where I'm heading. Voices are weapon, watch as I tell them. <laughs> I'm not going to be a good person. 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 I'